What is good gamers? My name is Craig, and welcome back to the updated podcast. I know it's been a little while. I've been a little busy. Um, kind of just a little bit of laziness mixed in with just a little bit of life. But I'm back. Of course I'm back for good, baby. Let's go. Um... I mean, just kind of an update on me and kind of where I've been in life. I'm settling into my new job pretty well, I think. I've been there for about a month and a half now, a little over what I, how long I've been gone. Um, But things have been mostly good. I am in a happier place, I think, healthier, you know, things like that. I definitely plan on continuing to do the podcast because it's something that I do enjoy. Uh, I mean, but news has been pretty dry lately. I have a few ideas for the podcast. I know I keep saying that, but I am working pretty hard to materialize it. I think shifting kind of um, a tiny little bit, not entirely or not in a very significant way, towards um kind of my own opinions and um kind of just what i'm up to at the time i think is kind of gonna be a good idea and then on top of that instead of having my friends as guests unless they want to be i was thinking i kind of just hit them up with some random interviews and i'd edit them in the podcast at a later point i don't have one today I wanted to get one today, but, um, the friends that I wanted to interview, I mainly wanted to interview, uh, Michaela and Zachary about one of our topics today, but, um, I never really got the chance to. Zachary is actually right about now, eh, I guess in a few hours, will be flying out to Florida because he is participating in a LAN Halo tournament. So shout out Zachary. You're going to kill him out there. Um, Let's get those dubs, right? Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So this week, we got some pretty big things, including FSR 2.0, as you can see on the screen. Deathloop officially has FSR 2.0. It is the first thing to implement FSR 2.0, other than the Steam Deck. Um, and according to basically everyone, it's pretty damn good. I have looked at this video specifically, I have it muted, but uh, this is Hardware Unboxed by the way, they do a lot of benchmarks, definitely recommend their channel if you like PC stuff, they do benchmarks for tons of things. By the way, um, they were able to get this game running on a 3060 Ti at 4K 60fps with FSR 2.0. If you're not tech savvy, if you don't understand my lingo, Basically, the best image quality you can really get right now, other than 8K, but that is not very tangible, so I don't really count it. But um, a $400 graphics card can run this game at that image quality at 60 frames a second, which is generally the standard for video games. Sometimes it's 30. For movies and video content, it's 30 most of the time mainly movies, just because that's kind of how it works. Um, It just, in the industry, you know, they have to get hundreds of hours of, not hundreds of hours, but 
hours and hours of footage, so doing it in 60 FPS sometimes just isn't very feasible. Um, and plus, it, it's not really like a big deal if you watch a movie in 30 FPS. Literally every movie that you watch in 30 is in 30 FPS, if you haven't noticed that. That's why. Because <laughs> it, it just doesn't matter. Um, but 60 FPS is generally the standard for gaming. It, it's you know, where there's, it's kind of the threshold where there's not really any, like, stuttering visually happening and whatnot. And so, running it at 4K 60fps is insane. I'm, I'm gonna find the 300% zoom. Look at the difference. Hold on. This is the difference between, oh, this is, uh, not in, it is in 1080p, but it doesn't seem right. Okay. Anyways, I guess it's because it's zoomed. Um, so these are just a few of the um, different kind of just still images. So here we have quality, here we have performance. As you can see, quality is definitely better. You can see those lights very much, a lot better, basically. Um, hold on, let's, let's go back a few seconds. 4K native. This is, this is how the game looks if you just load it up in 4K, no FSR, so you're, this is probably on the 360 Ti they tested this on, probably somewhere around 30 frames. And then it swaps over to, do you see the difference? You see a very slight shift between the two. Watch, j watch very closely, you'll see a light change. Bam. Very minuscule lighting changes. Not really any visual differences. The, even these, these expand your mind lights, specifically like strip lighting, like, like that's around that wording, is generally very hard for these, um, these kind of AI upscaling. It's generally very hard. Um, I know in FSR 1.0, it looks not good. Um, if I can find, I, I don't remember if, I don't know if I can, oh, wait, here it is. Look at this. Look at the difference between the two. This is a major improvement. Right here on the right side in the 1.0 performance, you can see that it's very little, I, I don't know exactly what to call it, but it's not smooth at all. It's like very sharp. You can kind of see pixels change in a weird way, not in FSR 2.0. And again, with that strip lighting, that looks terrible in FSR 1.0. In FSR 2.0, you can actually read it. It looks fine. And that's performance mode. That's not even quality mode. And um, yeah, so just a few different looks. I definitely recommend you look at that uh, video by Hardware Unboxed. They do very good benchmarks, like I said. Good quality stuff. Um, so yeah. We have a few games that are going to get to be adding FSR 2.0 in the coming coming months, including Microsoft Fight Fight. F I cannot speak today, including Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is a very good candidate for FSR 2.0, because that game is pretty difficult to run sometimes, especially considering you know you're flying a plane, so it's kind of have have has to have a lot rendered at once. Next up, um, that was probably the most exciting thing. We have Skull and Bones finally, maybe, coming out pretty soon. 
we still don't have a release date because uh yeah why not which is it's pretty reasonable actually but the game has a rating now in uh south korea i believe it was they uh gave it a rating which is generally kind of like a first step for some reason no clue why even this article says no clue why but um it's common for the korean committee to release its ratings first who knows why it's just a thing that happens but it happened so it definitely means that the game is still alive still being worked on still being pushed out great news phenomenal next gotham knights i talked about this game um not too long ago actually the gotham there's a gotham knights game coming out there's a suicide squad game coming out gotham knights however is no longer coming to the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One. So it is coming out on the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series X and S, and PC, I believe. And that's it. Um, it does not, this does not mean that the game is uh, not, that, sorry. Um, from my knowledge, Suicide Squad is still coming out on those platforms. I haven't seen anything else about it. Um, so two completely separate games, completely separate events. Suicide Squad should still be coming out on last-gen consoles, from what I've seen. I honestly might get Gotham Knights. It, it seems pretty nice. And it's a WB game, which they made the Batman games, which I always really enjoyed. Just a little news about them. And the next up, Starfield and Redfall both got delayed until next year. Um, which it's, it's kind of unusual for Bethesda. However, you have to keep in mind that they are now Xbox, basically. They are all under Microsoft now, officially. And so they're taking things a little bit, um, slower just to kind of get things better, I think. So that something like Fallout 76 doesn't happen again, because we all know what happened there. And uh, so I think this is a, a correct decision. The first half of 2023, both of those games were delayed too, uh, both Redfall and Starfield. It, originally, I believe Starfield was supposed to come out in November. And uh, so, yeah, it's a delay of roughly six to seven months, which isn't a huge deal. If the game is of higher quality at the end of this, much preferred, honestly much preferred over the alternative, which is getting a terrible game with tons of bugs and glitches, which is still possible. It is Bethesda, pretty notorious for releasing buggy stuff and then the modding community fixing it afterwards. However, we can only hope that the Microsoft acquisition changes that, you know. Gotta keep keep things positive. I'm all about positivity lately, guys. It's, yeah, positivity, let's go. We haven't really seen anything from Bethesda um, after the acquisition other than Deathloop. And that was kind of a mixed bag, mainly because it was Arcane Studios. Um, and Arcane Studios is a little bit on the different side when it comes to um, games. And uh, yeah, the, the guys that I believe made Dishonored, which are great games. Uh, but they generally aren't the most polished, to say the least, and, uh, yeah. 
uh, but we have no indication whether or not this is going to be the case for Starfield or um, Redfall. So, eh, hope for good things. And uh, hopefully this wasn't a pointless delay. I mean, I doubt it is. They want to get the game out as soon as possible. Um, yeah. Xbox has uh, now has noise suppression in party chat. Let's go. Um, it does not, the, the article that I found at least does not specify whether or not it's only on the Xbox Series X and S or if it is also an update on the Xbox One. Um, but it's also only in the Alpha Ring currently. Um, generally, in I believe I am in the Beta Ring for Xbox updates. Um, I generally get updates roughly a month to two months after the Alpha Ring gets it. So you could probably see this update come to the live servers and the X live Xbox servers roughly in two to three months, maybe four if it's really like delayed for some reason. But um, yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, Discord has noise suppression. I have like four, no, one, two, I have three different layers of noise suppression for this microphone that I'm using now. I disable some of them for the podcast simply because um, it kind of lowers the quality, I think. And I want this to be the best quality for you guys. Um, but yeah, noise suppression is huge. Like, I do not want to hear your keyboard or your TV or anything like that when you're playing games. Like, it's annoying. Um, so yeah, hopefully this update comes out sooner than later. I'm surprised it wasn't a thing already when it became pretty mainstream on stuff like Discord. But, um, yeah, who knows? Uh, either way, it's coming, so that's great. Next up, some... Actually, no. Next up, another console update, but this time for PlayStation. Um, they're building a game preservation team. Uh, so basically, older-gen games are either to um their main goals are basically just to preserve games whether that's by um just recreating them in one way or another or making them backwards compatible kind of like how um that was what a lot of people at xbox did they kind of rewrote some of the code um just so that they could actually work you know, on the newer consoles and whatnot, and be a little bit better, and, um, so yeah, it, this is probably the first push in game preservation that PlayStation has ever made, I mean, they just announced basically that they're gonna try to make a lot more games backwards compatible via the new PS Now service, or PlayStation Plus service, whatever you want to call it, um, that comes out... I think next month, actually, June, if I'm not mistaken, June or July, one of the two, which terrible if you don't own a PlayStation. If you want, just wanted something like PlayStation now, you'd have to pay $5 more. Ridiculous. Anyways, enough about that. I'm, ugh, mm, don't get me started on that one. Now we have some streaming platform stuff. First of all, good news is that YouTube now will allow their users to gift paid subscriptions to each other. So, um, 
on YouTube, there's a thing called members, memberships or whatever. It's kind of like a subscription on Twitch. You um, become a member and you get certain perks. I mean, they're always adding to it. Um, if you don't know a YouTuber named Ludwig, he is pretty much the pioneer of YouTube streaming right now. He has a uh, an, an extension, a Chrome extension for uh, YouTube, and it basically gives his chat like a battle pass for um, watching the stream for a certain amount of time, and then there's custom emotes in it and whatnot, and just a lot of stuff that, uh, that kind of make the stream more personable and interactive, which I haven't tried the extension yet, but everything that I've seen on it is really good, like insane actually kind of um youtube needs to pay this guy more because i mean they paid him to come over to youtube to stream but uh yeah he's doing a great job with his uh uh developer of the extension great job um but yeah basically it's like gifting a twitch sub so um you pay like five bucks and uh you can gift someone else in chat a membership for YouTube, however, you already have to be a member in order to gift a membership, which a little strange. I kind of understand it. I think it was more of a, it's logical for the person gifting to already be a member. So they just kind of put that gate in place. Although I think it's kind of unnecessary, honestly. It's a little bit weird. Um, so yeah, it's already out. Um, it's a beta so I'm not entirely sure if just anyone can enable them, although I think you can. Um, so yeah, it's basically the same thing as a Twitch sub. You get badges, emotes, and other things. And uh, yeah, so that's also... Um, live redirects came out also sometime recently. Which, that one is a little more complicated. It's kind of like um, rating a streamer. Uh, so, like, at the end of your stream, you want to send all of your viewers to someone else and whatever. You go through a whole thing, but it's a little bit weird because they have to have it enabled. And it, it's, yeah, I, I think it's just not a popular enough thing yet, so it's a little bit wonky. Um, but, yeah, good things. I mean, YouTube has, YouTube gaming itself has kind of improved well not kind of definitely improved quite a bit recently they really just need to work on kind of like the ui in terms of just integrating live channels into youtube's homepage. um because i mean even if you go on the the live page on the youtube website some of those channels aren't even live at the time it's it's a very weird thing Lud again ludwig goes over some of the problems all the time with it and um yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I have personally thought of streaming again and um, streaming on YouTube. So, I mean, shoot, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot. It's worth a shot, right? Um, especially after what we're about to talk about next, which is uh, Twitch having plans to make the company more profitable. Sounds great, right? However... They're doing this at the expense of the streamers. Um, basically, if you are a really popular streamer, 
right? Um, subscriptions. Generally, if you are a really popular streamer, like let's say top 10% of streamers-ish, you can get a 70-30 split with subs, with subscriptions. So you get 70% of the money from subscriptions, Twitch gets 30%. I believe that comes out somewhere to $3.50 for the streamer and $1.50 for, uh, for Twitch. Now, no matter what, if you were a partnered streamer, whatever, no matter how popular you are, your split is now going to be 50-50. So if you stream on Twitch, for, if you get a subscription, you get $2.50 for it, which, which you now have to pay taxes on. Of course, because, you know, taxes are a thing. So, and Twitch gets $2.50. Great. Twitch is more profitable. However, on top of this, they are also looking to increase advertising through, like, incentives for streamers. So, they're probably going to be redirecting some of that income from subscriptions into uh, pushing streamers to push ads out to viewers. Great. If, if the ads didn't completely interrupt the live stream, which is happening right in that moment. So you can miss anything. Not only that, but they push uh, multiple ads at once. So a streamer pushes a button, right? They say, hey, play an ad for me. They could be taking a break, which honestly I'm fine with. If, if the streamer's like taking a bathroom break or something and they push the ad button or whatever, uh, great, that's fine. However, sometimes Twitch will be like, hey, this viewer can have three ads. Let's do it. So now this viewer has to sit here through three unskippable, big, large, 30 second ads not always 30 seconds of course some are 15 some are 20 but generally they end up being 30 seconds in my experience at least so they're basically saying if you don't have to deal with a shit ton of ads just subscribe guys come on what are you doing it's kind of it's it's very weird it's like they it's so stupid. Um, even Michaela. Michaela is... This is the article I wanted to talk to Michaela and Zach about. Because Michaela wants to stream, and Zach streams pretty often. Um, shout out Zach, of course, again. But, um, yeah, I wanted to get their opinion on this. I kind of got Michaela's opinion on it. We didn't really talk about it too much. But, yeah, I mean, everyone agrees. It's, it's just... They're kind of trying to push everyone away at this point i mean yeah i i get it you know they're not necessarily as profitable as amazon probably wants them to be they're probably running out of excuses to run to amazon too um about why they aren't profitable um because you know it's amazon so that's probably why this is happening so i mean it's it's understandable they got to be profitable somehow and it's hard to compete in terms of profitability with a site like youtube where they're a tech giant it, it's not like they can really compete in that aspect either way it's it's going to be a worse system than what youtube has no matter what and i mean it, it sucks for them but they're gonna have to figure something out because if they keep pushing this in this way it's just gonna drive people away i already don't use twitch like often at all and 
this just wants me to wants me to uh use it less so yeah i mean it is what it is it's not like i really have anything to go on twitch for next this happened probably almost a month ago but valorant has a new agent and her name is fade i really like playing her um i'll probably play the trailer for a bit just to kind of i think like this part right here is like the part that i liked personally oh geez that's very loud I know you guys can't hear this audio, just because I don't want to get copyrighted or anything. But it's basically just this mysterious person kind of coming from the shadows and using fear against people. And um, very well done trailer. I actually really like this trailer, specifically this part right here with K.O. Where he's carrying Brimstone's dead body. Really cool. Just a really overall well done trailer. And uh, yeah, her name is Fade. And she's honestly really nice. I enjoy playing her a lot. I don't necessarily play her often. Simply because her role generally isn't kind of my fit. Um, lately I've been playing a lot of Viper. Which, by the way, I've been playing a lot of Valorant lately. I've been thinking of kind of streaming it. And, um, cause I played a lot and I'm trying to get better at it. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not terrible at it right now. I'm improving. I mean, I hit gold just last night. Um, second time hitting gold is kind of pog. Uh, yeah. So she basically is a little bit like Sova in a way with some kind of controller abilities, I think. Um, so she has a haunt which basically um, is a thing they throw and it rises out of the ground as this large orb that can be shot and it spots people. If, it, if anyone's caught in its line of sight, it marks them. You can see them through walls for a second and then it has this like trail that comes from it to the enemies. Um, and then there is another orb that she can throw, but this time it, um, it creates a like circle. And if any enemies are in that circle, when that activates, they now cannot leave the circle for a few seconds. Um, by, like, normal means, at least. I think Reyna can um, fade out of it or whatever her E ability is or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think Chamber can probably TP out of it or whatever. And so can Omen. But um, it's honestly pretty decent. It can stall quite a bit if you actually manage to hit it i personally don't hit that ability very often um my favorite ability personally is the prowler um so it's kind of like a uh, a sky bird the the one that flashes however it goes along the ground and um it'll either f look for enemies as you move it around by moving your uh cursor or your Sorry, reticle. Your crosshair. I'm stupid. Anyways, um, so you move your crosshair around like a skybird, and it kind of follows the direction that your crosshair is in, uh, according to where it is. 
And then uh, if it sees anyone, it'll lock onto them and chase them down until they either destroy it or they get hit by it. When they get hit by it, it uh, gives them nearsight and they become deaf for a few seconds. So their hearing just gets fucked. It's kind of like a, an omen blind. Um, however, if you use that haunt ability or your ult and you have those trails to the enemies, the Prowler can latch onto those trails and automatically follow them to hunt down the enemy. Very strong, honestly, for her ult especially, because her ult is about the size of Breach's ult. However, when it hits enemies, it creates trails to them, and it deafens them. So they cannot hear, like, any sound cues. I'm saying, I'm talking about any like, full-on footsteps they can't even hear. Gunshots are super muffled. It's stronger than an Astro Ball, than Astro's ult. Um, very, very, like, diverse kit. I honestly enjoyed playing with it very much, although I don't think she's really as strong as someone like Sova. Sova is probably still the best recon agent in general. I mean, he's basically the only recon agent, let's be real here. Um, Fades, I guess, the second one. But uh, Sova's definitely still better, just because of the diversity of his uh, recon arrow arrows, you know, with the lineups and then his shock darts and things like that that can actually do damage. Um, yeah. So I think Sova's still better when it comes to recon. And actually having a damaging kit. Um, but she's honestly really fun to play, and she can be pretty good. I've gotten a few five-person um, marks with my haunt ability, which is pretty pog. Last few things, I promise. This is, uh, I think it's getting pretty long by now. Um, Nintendo Switch Sports. That came out a few weeks ago. Probably eh, two weeks ago-ish, a little over two weeks ago. I got it. I've been enjoying it. It's definitely comparable to Wii Sports. Um, so, like, they have bowling... They have tennis. They even have badminton and volleyball. I have been playing a lot of tennis. <laughs> I play tennis probably like once every few days for a little while. I got into the pro league because there's actual online play where you can play with other people, which is great. And the servers are pretty fluid, so you don't have to play against AI all the time like you did in Wii Sports. Um, and then you can also play locally, and then you can also play with friends. And I think it all honestly works very well. It is a very well classically polished Nintendo game. Um, I believe they plan on adding golf, which will be pretty cool. Um, definitely something I'm personally looking forward to. Just, I don't know, just because it's something to do, you know. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Those are my thoughts on it. I mean, the character creation can be a little bit better, I think. It's not that great, and you have to unlock cosmetics. Um, by playing online. You can only unlock cosmetics by playing online. Only. It's a little rough, but... I mean, and they're also time-limited. So, like, they'll drop a collection of cosmetics that you can uh, randomly unlock from after a, you can play a certain amount, basically. Um, you get, like, 100 points from playing... And then once you get 100 points, you can choose a collection to get a random item from. Um, there are no duplicates, so it's not like a loot drop, a, a loot case or whatever. What, what am I saying? It's not like a... 
like a loot box. There we go. It's not like a loot box um, or anything like that, kind of. But you get a random item from that collection, and you cannot get duplicates. Uh, and then you get a little bonus once you get, like, a few bonus items once you get the whole collection. Um, it's it's alright. I mean, I kind of wish it wasn't just from online play, but I understand why it is. Like, you can't just farm AI or just have like a second account connected to it and just stomp them because they're not even playing or something. So I understand it. I just wish it wasn't so. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, all I have is Elden Ring officially outsold Call of Duty for the last year. Which is hilarious. Um, so if you don't know, I think I talked about it before, probably. How... Um, Activision kind of blamed everything but themselves for the failure of Call of Duty Vanguard. They blamed it on the fact that the pandemic is over. They blamed it on um, the just the fact that the game is set in World War Two. They were like, "Oh, hey, that that kind of sucked." Well, then why'd you why'd you make it in World War Two? Um, they they did kind of own up to it. They said something about their own execution, and then did say that the game's World War II setting didn't resonate with some of our community, and didn't deliver as much innovation in the premium game we would as we would have liked. Well then why'd you make it a World War II game? You guys have the defi- you, you own the companies that make this game. You can literally tell them to make a different game. Why'd you let them make a World War II game, huh? For the fourth time, by the way. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Strange. Who knows? Anyways. Modern Warfare 2, hopefully that's good. Um, I doubt it. Uh, I, I think the campaign will be very good. I honestly, I'm back to loving Call of Duty's campaigns. I am currently going through the Black Ops Cold War campaign, and then I actually bought Black Ops 4 recently. Why did everyone hate Black Ops 4? I don't know. The zombies was different um, in a good way, in multiple good ways. And then the multiplayer was fluid. The gunplay feels really nice and rewarding. There's a lot of feedback for gunfights and stuff like that. Why did we hate that game? I think it was because of Blackout. Honestly, I think Blackout killed Black Ops 4, which sucks, because I honestly kind of liked Blackout 2. <laughs> That's rough. Um, yeah, so I've been playing just multiplayer recently. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Elden Ring definitely deserved to take the throne from Call of Duty. I just think it's funny, like, the things that they cited for uh, why Call of Duty didn't do so great this last year. Um, hilarious. Um so yeah, I mean, I I personally think Modern Warfare 2's campaign will be really good. Specifically because it, it's going to be a sequel to the first Modern Warfare. And that Call of Duty, that campaign was phenomenal. The, um, the, the level where you're in a dark building with night vision on, and you're just going up the floors clearing rooms. Fucking sick level. Best level. Probably my favorite and most memorable level in any Call of Duty campaign ever. 
Um, and I actually, I never really played the Cold War campaign before now. Um, so I'm just now pretty much getting into it. And they once again implemented um, stealth aspects into it, which is really nice, actually. Like, I, I actually like how they've been implementing stealth aspects into the most recent Call of Duty campaigns. I, I mean, I can't speak to Vanguard because I simply don't own the game, but, I mean, it's really nice. It kind of allows you to play it differently, and I think that's cool, as always. I mean, playing things differently adds replayability, and that's always good. I like playing video games more. You know, I'd much rather play a video game 100 hours than 5 and just not want to play it again. Anyways... Um, that's all of my takes for everything. That's kind of what I've been up to. Playing Black Ops Cold War campaign. Replaying Black Ops 4, because why not? And playing a lot of Valorant. I mean, I'm probably going to be pretty much playing by myself and with Michaela. Uh, I mean, all my other friends are in higher ranks than both me and Michaela. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a rough life, but I don't really mind it. I've been kind of learning a lot, improving constantly. I made some sick lineups on uh, for Viper on a map and uh, used them actually in a game, and uh, they worked really well. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, go to sleep. I think I need to get a run in, drink some water, you know, get some sleep, eight hours a day, get some exercise in. I've been literally running around my apartment building every few, a few times every morning. Just stay healthy, guys. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and uh, I will see you guys next time.